An entitled Karen goes nuts as she gets offended by my shirt that makes fun of Karen's. She finds this shirt offensive and eventually she gets violent, which causes the police to get involved. So I recently went on vacation. While on vacation, I stopped at a couple of those wacky tourist shops. You know, the ones filled with crazy shot glasses and t-shirts. While in one of them, the cashier was wearing a shirt that said, not today, Karen. I told her I thought the shirt was really funny. And then she tells me that they sell the shirt in the store. And of course, I rushed to buy one. Flash forward a couple of days and I'm back home from vacation. I decided to go out for dinner instead of cooking. So I tossed on some clothes and headed to my favorite sushi place. I hadn't realized until I got there that I tossed on my new Not Today Karen t-shirt. Honestly, I didn't think anything wrong would happen because come on, it's a t-shirt. But boy, was I wrong. I go in, eat my fill of yummy sushi and leave. As I'm heading to my car, I hear someone dramatically gasp in shock and then say loudly, how dare you? I turn to see what's going on, only to be met with a Karen marching right up to me, dragging her four-year-old looking daughter right along with her. She was the typical Karen from her haircut to her overly priced, ill-fitting clothes. This bleach blonde menace gets right up in my face and starts shouting at me. How dare you wear such an offensive shirt? That's a terrible term to say. She then went on to say that the word Karen is somehow equivalent to using a racial slur. Her daughter started wailing because her mother was screaming and dragging her along in my direction. As soon as she noticed her daughter crying, she started screaming about how I scared her with my offensive shirt. She just kept on going on and on, getting louder with every word. You should be ashamed of yourself. Then she jammed her finger at me and started shouting about how people like me should be arrested for a hate crime. I just rolled my eyes and turned to leave. I was so full of sushi and honestly, I couldn't care less what she was saying. I barely took a step forward when I was shoved from behind and nearly fell over. Don't you walk away from me. I readjusted myself, walked up in her face and calmly said, touch me again and see what happens. She backed up and started shouting about how dare I threaten her and her daughter. I said she's the one who shoved me and if she tried that again, she would regret it. She starts screaming about how I assaulted her and her daughter, saying, someone call the police. Apparently this Karen didn't know that the sushi shop I was just in is a local favorite for the police. There was 12 officers in there eating and all 12 of them witnessed the whole thing. I'm also a bit buddy-buddy with the police that frequent the sushi place because one of my close family friends is an officer and he always talked about me like I was his kid. And whenever I go to this sushi place, whenever I'm there, I pay for their meals as a thank you for their service. Six of the 12 in there know me by name and came out. As soon as Karen saw them, she ran up to them, again dragging her her poor child with her and said I had heard her and had called her a terrible name. The one cop, I'll call her Bethany, which is not her real name, walks over to me and asks me what started it. Bethany and I go off to the side and I explain what happened. Her training officer was my family friend and the two were as close of friends as he was with my family. I told her what happened and had to explain the whole Karen joke with her. She laughed, told me I could go and that she would handle this. I thanked her and turned to leave. As soon as this Karen Karen noticed that I was leaving, she started screaming louder, How dare you let her get away with this? I left without any more fuss. I'm not sure what happened to the Karen, but I'm sure that the next time I see Bethany, she will be more than happy to let me know.
It's crazy how entitled some people can actually act. Like, it's just a shirt. It's not like it was anything bad. And no, the word Karen is not an offensive word. To compare the word Karen to a word that has actual negative connotation in today's society, and I think you all know which word I'm talking about, is really, really ridiculous because it's not even close. Thankfully, this Karen got exactly what was coming to her, and the police were able to step in and put her in her place. My friend has guys falling over her constantly, and I'm so jealous of it, I don't even know what to do. I've been friends with Kate since high school. That's not her real name. So overall, about 10 years. I know this all will make me sound like a bad friend, but I just don't know what to do. I have never had a serious relationship. It makes me frustrated and anxious that Kate, on the other hand, doesn't have to lift a finger to have a plethora of guys to choose from. Everything always seems to work out for her, whether that's school, jobs, making friends, but I can't relate to her about dating at all and I feel really insecure when she talks about her love life. She had the absolute sweetest boyfriend in college and she broke up with him because he wanted to get married and she didn't. A few months later, we went to another state for the 4th of July and met this group of older guys in their 40s and one of them asked Kate to dinner. She went out on the date and they ended up dating for two and a half years, eventually leading to them getting engaged. He was really wealthy and treated her like a princess, constantly flying back and forth to see her, taking her on expensive holidays, and showering her with gifts and attention. I didn't like him, but she didn't listen. She was nuts about him. She finally broke up with him after finding out he lied about something really big, and she ended up selling all of the stuff he bought her and made like $10,000. After that, she started dating the son of a famous actor, but broke up with him because he was being too clingy. Then, this guy in our friend group, who I was really into turned me down and asked her out a few months later. She went out with him, not knowing about my crush on him, and said that he was really really rude to her. She was single for a while and I thought we were finally on the same wavelength. Then we took a girl's trip to Norway in the spring with two other friends. We hired a tour guide through a company to take us on a big hike. The guide was this gorgeous student at a local university and of course he took a liking to Kate. He was so freaking hot and the entire time, Kate spent a lot of time with him. After the tour was over, he even took her on two really sweet dates and bought her a gift to take home with her when she left. On our last day in Norway, we went out to a club and met these German guys in the lineup. Me and the other two girls wanted to head home earlier than Kate, so she stayed out with them. She even exchanged numbers with one of them and kept in contact with them when she got home, and she literally just told us that she's going to Germany next month to hang out with him. He even sent her money for half of the plane ticket as well as a hotel. He actually seemed like a normal nice guy and now she's taking a subsidized trip to Germany. Our other friends are either married or single and I don't feel the same jealousy over their relationships. It's like her life is charmed and I just keep getting ghosted. She could line up a different date five nights a week and they would all call her back but I just can't seem to get anything together. I don't know how to be friends with her because I feel like I can't be happy for her. What should I do? It is honestly very unhealthy to compare yourself to other people. And I can completely understand where you're coming from, where you're saying, hey, I'm living in my friend's shadow. 
So honestly, having some kind of distance between you and Kate might go a really long way. Like, obviously being around her is making you feel like garbage. And yeah, you're probably right. This Kate lady probably is very beautiful, and that's why all these men are immediately going towards her. But just because she's incredibly beautiful does not mean that you're not beautiful as well. Allowing this other woman's success in relationships clouds your vision of yourself is not healthy. You have so much worth and so much to offer in a relationship. I'm sure of it. So don't beat up on yourself so much. I think honestly, if you start focusing on yourself and not so much on this Kate lady or anybody else, you'll be so much happier and you'll probably be able to find yourself in a better relationship and in a better situation than you've ever been in. And then eventually you won't have to be jealous of this lady. And you might just find yourself in a relationship with somebody who's going to make all of this jealousy and frustration in your life simply go away. My family hates my girlfriend and honestly, I'm not sure what to do about it. I'm a 21 year old male and I live with my grandparents because my dad passed away in 2019 and my mom left us when I was 13 years old. She ran away with my dad's best friend. Ever since everything went down, my grandparents have been taking care of me. I have a girlfriend who's 19 years old and my grandparents don't think she's good for me because of the few times they saw her. The first time she was sick and she didn't come out of my room much but she was sick and uncomfortable. Another time we were in my room just watching movies. Ever since we started dating, they didn't like her. She was always polite. She brought wine for them and a home-baked cake for my birthday. She's shy around new people, especially the ones that never liked her from the beginning. After that, my grandparents didn't want to see her anymore and she wasn't welcome at the home. They started calling her lazy, a gold digger, claiming that she's not going to be anything in life and a lot of other bad things. They even started insulting her family. Every time I go to her, they say I'm making the biggest mistake ever. They also say that I have to ask if I want to go somewhere, even with friends. I always have to fight them just to see her, and they always just scream at me, and it's always a problem. My brother also doesn't like her because he thinks she is using me. I love my girlfriend, and I love her family. Her family has always welcomed me, and her mom said that she now has another son. My girlfriend wants me to move in with her and her family because she thinks it will be better for my mental health and that we will be happier. We had some ups and downs, mainly because of my family, but I want a future with her. What should I do? This is honestly a terrible situation that your grandparents are so biased against your girlfriend, seemingly over nothing. From what you've described, it sounds like your girlfriend is a really nice woman, and I don't understand the perspective of your brother stating that she's just using you. There's nothing here that would insinuate that she's using you in any way. Plus, it looks like her family absolutely adores you. It seems like you have a good option to move out and go live with them if you really wanted to. And personally, if I was in your shoes, I would probably go do that. Your girlfriend's family really likes you and it sounds like your grandparents are being really toxic. And there's nothing worse than being with someone that you love, only to then find resistance from people who you would expect would try and embrace her. Or at the very least, just try and get to know her. From the sounds of it, your grandparents have not taken the time to even get to know her in the slightest. They made a quick judgment call and they were just completely wrong. So yeah, if you have your life together as as well as a job that can support yourself and transportation and all the other things that you might need, go ahead and move in with her family. I think they're right, and I think your girlfriend has it right too. You really will be happier, and your mental health will be better too. So go for it. My fiance wants a prenup agreement before we get married. My fiance and I live together. 
I'm a 36-year-old female and he's a 45-year-old male. We're planning to get married. It's a second marriage for both of us. He has quite a bit of assets and I do not. And he wants a prenup, which in my opinion is fair enough. Right now, I do not have any income. I'm about to open a small business using my entire life savings on it, which isn't much either. He has a hefty income stream, being self-employed, and I help him with it and a small portion of the income goes directly into a joint account for household expenses. It's been nine months since he's hired his attorney to draft the prenup. In that nine months, we've had about half a dozen discussions and arguments about it. Then he goes back and talks to his lawyer. Then a month or so later, I'll ask about it and we do it all again. I have never seen whatever draft they've put together. Today, I call him as he's out of town on business and ask where we are on the prenup. I say that since it's been so long and that I haven't even seen it, I think it's time I hire a lawyer to review what we've already agreed on. Honestly, I think I'm being too nice in the term so far, but whatever. My lawyer will help me with that. I have made it clear that should either of us pass away, the other would receive half of the entire estate. He thinks it's unfair to his adult daughters from his previous marriage and says he doesn't need my half anyway if I pass away first. Anyways, he says that he wants us to agree on the terms first before I hire a lawyer because they're expensive. Well, it's been forever and we're still light years away from the finish line and it especially seems this way with him driving the train on this. But then he follows it up with a but it's up to you kind of thing in a way like he's trying to guilt trip me into changing my mind as if I should just sign the prenup without having a lawyer present. I tell him that it's been nine months I've never seen it and it's my right to hire an attorney. I even point out that my not hiring an attorney could be grounds for a judge throwing it out if we do get divorced, especially since I'd be getting a teeny tiny fraction of his total assets. Then he asks me who's paying for the lawyer and tells me it's not coming out of the joint account. So yeah, I felt like he was basically telling me I'm too poor to fight the terms of the prenup and to just shut up and sign it. He's the one that wants the stupid thing in the first place. Why should I have to beg him for money to make sure my rights are being upheld? This whole situation is really frustrating and I'm honestly not sure what to do. I think you definitely should get a lawyer. I can't really comment on what you should or shouldn't do because I don't really know the logistics of it. But yeah, you need to find a lawyer. And it seems like this guy's just being really sketchy about this. Like he's trying to push you to sign this prenup without allowing you some time to have counsel over it. Like to me, that would be a big red flag personally. If he really cared about you, he would want you to understand completely and entirely what's on it. And it seems like he's being so combative about it. Like, that's just super sketchy to me personally. If this was a mutually good agreement between the both of you, then both parties would be actively involved in helping both of you understand this. Also, why on earth is this guy not footing the bill for the attorney on your end? Like, don't you want to get married and be together? I mean, sure, if you want to have a prenup, have a prenup. But this guy is treating it like it's not a partnership of some kind. You are still getting married after all. So I don't know. This whole situation seems super sketchy in my opinion. And if you really want to get married to this guy, I absolutely think you need to get a lawyer. Today, I messed up by going on a nighttime hike with my supposed friends, only to get left behind in the dark. For context, this happened back in March of this year, but I'm still feeling the effects. I'm an 18-year-old female, and a youth group that I'm a part of was doing a nighttime hike, and I decided to go with two of my friends, who've been some of my best friends for about seven years. I forgot my inhaler for this hike, which I didn't think would be a big deal, since my asthma was mild, and I haven't had an attack since I was in kindergarten. Well, this hike was surprisingly steep, and for quite a while, it was all incline, with no flat parts to rest at. I wasn't very active during 
much of quarantine, so I'm not as fit as I used to be. And because of my lack of fitness and how strenuous the hike was, I found that I was struggling to breathe, even struggling more than I ever have before. I asked my friends repeatedly if we could take a break because I was struggling to breathe. And I even once said that I forgot my inhaler. But instead, they kept yelling at me, Oh, you got this. Keep going. And they refused to stop. And pretty soon, I was eating their dust. We had been told before the hike started to stick with our buddies, since it was very dark out and there are coyotes around. But they left me alone, and I felt like I had to keep going without stopping because I didn't want to get left behind. I could tell that I was the last one in the group by far, but I kept pushing even though every step hurt and my breaths were getting shorter and shorter. Then, suddenly, I couldn't breathe. I was having an asthma attack for the first time in 13 years give or take while all alone on a very dark mountain with no inhaler. I started to panic, but I remembered that I had read online that you needed to sit down, sit up straight, and remain as calm as possible while taking big, slow breaths. This was all just natural remedies in case you didn't have your inhaler. So I sat up straight and tried to remain calm while taking slow, deliberate breaths. I have no idea how much time passed, but it felt like 10 minutes maybe, and eventually I was able to breathe again, though my airway still felt felt relatively tight. I began to walk again, slower this time, taking breaks and making sure I was taking deep, slow breaths. I had my flashlight on while I was walking, and a group of four adults had seen it and waited at a point ahead of me so I could catch up. When I got to them, they asked what was wrong, and I just started crying while trying to catch my breath, and I explained that I had an asthma attack, but I don't have my inhaler. I hadn't met any of them before, but they were very nice and said they would walk slow with me, telling me to take as many breaks as needed. They made polite conversation with me, but I felt incredibly embarrassed and angry the entire time. When we got to a point on the mountain with cell service, I got a text from one of my friends saying, uh, are you good? I said I had an asthma attack. Then they asked if I was with someone and said that they felt so bad for leaving me behind. I didn't respond because I was pissed off. After a while, we caught up with the group at the end of the hike, and the man who was in charge of the activity was very worried about me and seemed a bit angry at my friends for leaving me behind and gave them strict instructions not to leave me behind on the way back down. When I first saw them, they laughed awkwardly and asked if I was okay, and I said yes, but nothing else to them. I wasn't having it. Instead of apologizing or acting worried at all, they just laughed at my predicament. What lovely friends. On the way back down, they made awkward conversation, but I wasn't really giving them much. And funnily enough, one of my friends started to walk way ahead a few times, and each time my other friend would laugh and tell her that she's leaving someone behind which honestly just felt so terrible. The next day, they left a half-hearted apology note as well as a plate of brownies at my door but I didn't respond because I was too angry and didn't want to say something I might regret. I acted normal around them and the rest of my friend group at school, but ever since that happened, they just have not hung out with me at all. They haven't invited me to anything once since this happened. The entire friend group just iced me out. They were still nice and normal at school on the rare occasion that we were all around each other, and they like my Instagram posts, but they just don't text me or invite me to anything anymore. Now it's awkward with them, and it's like we aren't even friends anymore. We graduated a month ago and still nothing, so it's not like they are busy with school. I have other friends I hang out with who are great, and I found that I am much happier with them instead of my 
other group. They can actually address conflict instead of ghosting people as soon as any conflict arises. I am certain that none of them would leave their friend behind on a mountain in the middle of the night, but it still makes me sad losing a friend group of seven years because I had an asthma attack. So the moral of this story is don't forget your inhaler on hiking trips. Honestly, I think the moral of this story is to find better friends. Any rational friend who actually cares about their friend's well-being would not have left you on that mountain. They were not your friends. They were probably acquaintances at best. This is not like leaving your friend behind at the mall or at the store or anywhere else or like at school. This is literally a mountain with nobody around to help you out. This poor original poster was by themselves having an asthma attack. And as someone who does have asthma, let me tell you, it is a nightmare to deal with. Especially if you don't have your inhaler with you. That can be a horrifying experience. But the technique that they did to try and get breaths inside of their body and to try and calm down is exactly what I would have done if I was in that situation. I honestly think it takes moments like this for you to really see who your actual friends are. And when the dust settled, guess what? None of them were there for her. They all went ahead, up the mountain, and left her behind. And if that's not a metaphor for how they actually feel about her, I don't know what is. So honestly, goodbye and good riddance to that former friend group. Because it sounds like this original poster found a better friend group that won't leave her alone on a mountain by herself in the dark. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.